Our only comfort in living and dying is that we are not our own, but belong unto our faithful Savior. Our comfort in all afflictions is Christ. We know King Jesus will come as judge. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. And I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not made being of one essence with the Father, by whom all things were made, who, for us men and for our salvation, came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory, to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. Hear now God's word in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 through 10. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren, as is only fitting because your faith is greatly enlarged and the love of each one of you toward one another grows even greater. Therefore, We ourselves speak proudly of you among the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in the midst of all your persecutions and afflictions which you endure. This is a plain indication of God's righteous judgment, so that you will be considered worthy of the kingdom of God, for which indeed you are suffering. For after all, it is only just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to give relief to you who are afflicted, and to us as well, when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he comes to be glorified in his saints on that day and to be marveled at among all who have believed. For our testimony to you was believed. Paul begins this epistle with a salutation similar to what we find in many of his letters. Grace and peace come only from God the Father to those who are in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul gives continual thanks to God for these believers, as by God's grace they are growing in faith and love. Paul doesn't only give thanks to the Lord, he also proudly declares to others what he has witnessed in the lives of these disciples of Christ. They remained steadfast in their faith, even while enduring persecution and affliction. They are proving themselves worthy of the kingdom for which they are suffering. Now, it's not that they become worthy because of their suffering, but they're accounted worthy by their suffering. It's an evidence of sanctification. And Paul reminds them and us that comfort in affliction is found in Christ alone and that the righteous judge will punish all evildoers 
with eternal destruction. All those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel. And Christ will do this when he comes again to judge the living and the dead. The ultimate focus in this text, like every passage of Scripture, is the glory of God. There is absolutely no hint of personal peace and affluence. Matthew Poole comments on verse 5, He then that refuses to suffer will be accounted unworthy of the kingdom. From what many have been witnessing of late, there seem to be a significant number of those who profess the name of Christ and yet are absolutely refusing to suffer for his name's sake. Reading this passage, along with many others throughout Scripture, it is not well with their soul. And if it remains the case that they refuse to suffer for Christ, it will not be well with their soul throughout eternity. Paul ends this chapter by telling those in Thessalonica they are being constantly prayed for, and the prayer has a definite purpose. That our God will count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire for goodness and the work of faith and power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. <laughs>